So, yeah, we're just going to get started. So, for one thing to introduce myself, I'm John Donners. I'm the student government president. And later on, the student trustee will also be coming pretty soon. So, I already gave you a little bit of an introduction about what student government is about. And so now, what I want to tell you is what exactly we can do for you and what you can do to become involved and to promote what you want to see here on campus. But first, I will mention, I'm not sure if all of you have seen the posters that we have up in the U building, and we also have a display there now. We are taking suggestions in our suggestion box, and for about a week after this, if you submit a suggestion in that box, then you will be entered to win a gift from the bookstore of your choice. And so make sure to enter that, check that out before you know a week passes. You just put in your email for Moraine Valley, your name, and your suggestion on there, and then we're going to pick somebody in about a week or so. And also make sure to check out our Facebook page, stuff like that. We'll be posting updates to that there as well. So uh, for example, the type of things that you can do to become involved in student government is, for one thing, we have our meetings, which meet every two weeks on Mondays at 3 o'clock. And we just had one this week, and so our next one will be in another two weeks. And at those meetings, we basically give you a general idea of what we're pursuing right now. We vote on what we're going to move forward with. But if you can't make it to the meetings, we do have a focus on a lot of external planning and smaller meetings that we hold outside of the main meetings where we really kind of try and attack the uh, objectives that we have at the moment. And so for I'll give you a couple examples. Have you ever waited for the bus over in the U building or the B building and used that television screen that they have? Well, that was set up by the student government a couple years back. And also, we were involved in a campaign with the uh, state and a couple other colleges to have the smoking across the campus restricted and then uh, the uh, government of the state of Illinois restricted on the entire campus after that. And we've also been involved in the blood drives every semester that we do with Life Source, and we do a couple other things like that. And so we got a couple more suggestions in our box that we've kind of selected out of the many that we've gotten so far to give you an idea of what people are currently suggesting and then what we can do to make those happen. For one of those suggestions, we have more events, social events, uh, mixers, dances, parties, and stuff like that were quite a few reoccurring suggestions that we got in the box. And so for something like that, what we would do is once we get the suggestion, we would go to the students and try to gauge the support that students have for it, whether it's sending out an email for students to let us know what they think of this idea, or if it's voting in the meeting, we want to try to make sure that it's not just one student who wants 
what they're suggesting, that it's something that is desired all across the board. And we would do that through our meetings, uh, through emails, and hopefully through participation on our social media sites and things like that. And so once we have enough support, once we have the groundwork for an event like this, then we would try and go about creating a committee. And so anybody who is interested in seeing this happen can be as involved as they want to. And we would set up committee meeting times and everybody would work both in the meetings but also on their own to plan the event. And they would be open to anyone who would like to attend the event and anyone who would like to help plan the event. And so we would have those committee meetings and then we would create kind of a general idea of what exactly is going to happen, what we want to do, what kind of food, things like that that we want to bring to the event. And then we would go to Student Life, submit that for approval, or if it's a specific location in the school, like if it was in the M building in the Moraine rooms, we would ask the administration for approval to use those buildings, or if one of the suggestions is a pool party, if there was something like that, then we would go to the H building and the managers over there and you know ask them what times work well for you for us to be able to have this pool for about two hours or something like that. And then we would see what times students would like the best because if it's on a Thursday at eight o'clock and none of the students are gonna come at a Thursday at eight o'clock, we gotta find a middle ground somewhere there. Another issue that we've seen crop up time and time again is textbook affordability. So I, as a student, know that the textbooks aren't exactly the cheapest around here at any university or institution, junior college, and Moraine is no different, though the bookstore does try and work to match prices and offer the best deals. But there are a couple programs that exist right now that are there to basically facilitate book trades, like how you would go to your friend if they already took a class and they bought the book. And y you know they're not going to use it for anything else. And so that friend would be able to lend you that book. And so we want to do that for you know the entire school and through the bookstore. Those type of programs do already exist. And we would like to work to further that. And we would also like to work to try and see what other type of ideas students have to facilitate the trade of books or the resale books and things like that. If you were here last semester, we held the Swapathon, which was like a free thrift shop, basically. People donated things, and then we just had it in the gym, and people could take whatever they wanted. We got a lot of textbooks for that, especially College 101 books, which I know people aren't too thrilled about always having to buy those all the time. And so we've already seen that people are very willing to donate their books. And so if we had a similar event to something like that, except for a little bit more focused, then we could help to basically make the textbooks more affordable for everyone, or at least give you an opportunity to be able to get the textbooks more easily. And so our next uh, suggestion was about the financial aid process. I'm not sure how many of you need to use the financial aid office if 
you need to uh, apply for a loan or if you pay out of pocket. But many students have said that some portions of the process are a bit difficult for them. And so the way we go about tackling one of those issues is, once again, we would see if enough students support that idea, if enough students say that the financial aid process is difficult for them and they want to see a change happen to it. And then if we get enough students, we'll then reach out to those students and other students and ask them to tell us what happened specifically so that we can actually see something change, potentially. So they would give us the time that it happened, or what exactly bothered them about the process. If they have no problem at all, they could tell us what they thought was good about the process. And we would collect all of that and kind of put it into a comprehensive bit of a guide to give to the administration or the board and see what they think of it, see if they think that any changes should be made or could be made, see if those are things they've already tried to address. But overall, give the students an opportunity to directly communicate with the administration of the school, with the school as a whole, to try and see what they want to see happen, happen. And that's our job, is to try and make sure that we do that the most effectively we can. So right now, I guess that I will let the uh, suggestions from the phones filter in a little bit more. If you haven't gotten a chance to already, I will just reiterate that you can submit your suggestion or question to our poll that we have going. Let me pull that up real quick on the screen. So you just go to this website and type that in on your phone and give us your suggestion and we will cover it in a couple of minutes. But right now while we wait for a couple more of those to filter in, I want to ask if anybody wants to state or vocalize one of their suggestions. If you have a question for me about student government, about the school, something that concerns you or something that you want to see, uh, raise your hand if you'd like to make a comment on that. So, how can I uh, join the student the government? Great question. So, joining the student government is generally pretty easy. You just have to fill out two forms. And even if you're a little bit unsure if you want to go through even the work of filling out the form, you can just attend our meetings. All of them are open. You don't even have to be a member to get involved. You can just come, help us out. You don't have to be a member to help us out with events, though it is very much encouraged and preferred because if you are a member, you do get benefits of being able to have that on your uh, letters of recommendation, which will help you a lot if you transfer to a four-year institution, help you get a scholarship or something like that. It'll help on job applications. It just looks great overall. And so just one application where you put your name, all your information, stuff like that. That's the first one. And then the second one to make you an official member is a recommendation form that one of your teachers has to fill out. And it's super simple, really short, 
the only thing you got to do is just make sure that your teacher gets it back to you in time because I know that the idea of a letter of recommendation is pretty daunting. Teachers think, you know, I got to put a huge amount of effort into this. I got to make it a masterpiece. But really with this, they just need to let us know that you're a student who cares about the school, is a good hard worker, somebody who, you know, we can trust and that will do a good job. What we have to do if uh, we join the student governor? So if you join student government as a normal member, if you go to the normal uh, every two week meetings, then you can directly vote on the type of uh, initiatives that we will take, the type of programs that we'll try and institute, the type of events that we'll try and host. But alternatively to that, you will also be able to be involved on the planning of any event that we're going to run. So you can be on the committee for an event about uh, trying to make books more affordable. You could be on the committee for a pool party. You could be on the committee for a mixer or a dance, any of that, or an event that you want to do that other people are interested in as well. And so basically you would just give us uh, your email and we would connect you, let you know when those meetings are, and then we would let you know when the smaller meetings are, when we do the committee meetings and we plan things out and we try and basically get an idea off the ground. Thank you. No problem, thank you. Anybody else? Just a moment. Can the international student join the student government? Yes, international students are very free to join the student government. Any of you can join it, any student can join it as long as they meet the grade requirements and the credit hour requirements. And so being an international student doesn't affect it at all. The only thing is that international students cannot run for student trustee, but you can fulfill any other position in the student government. Okay, and when we can start to apply for that? Like, uh, oh, you can apply for this. Uh, as soon as you want to, you can head over to the U building to get the application, or you could give me your email address and I could send it to you. You could do it right after this presentation. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I just want to interrupt real quick before we take some more questions to introduce our student trustee right here, Hannah Asfar, and I'll pass the mic to her so that she can introduce herself and tell you a little bit about what she does. Hi everyone, can you guys hear me? Okay, um, so as John mentioned, I'm the student trustee on campus and this uh, this is like an elected position, so anyone is basically able to do it, of course, if you meet the requirements. And so what you do in this position is you're supposed to be the student representative at the board. So with that being said, you have to attend board meetings, you give a report, you have to do weekly articles, just kind of giving updates about what's going on with the school and then how you guys can basically make it better. And the main point of this position is just to really just have that student connection between other students and just being there for the students. So Hannah's basically, she's the person who does the hard work when we're trying to get things to the board. So 
as the president, I kind of administrate things, lead things, and Hannah is the one who really tries to make sure that we can actually get things done when it's a much bigger task like something having to do with the financial aid process and things like that. The board meetings happen once a month. A anyone's welcome to attend, but the reason uh, that we have luckily a student trustee is so that everybody doesn't have to pack in there and so that we know what's going on, what's happening with your tuition, you know, what, basically what the school's doing. Can you really briefly tell our students what the board meeting is and who attends it? I don't, not sure that we know what that is. So the board meeting that I'm referring to is the board of trustees and the board of trustees, they are the elected officials who help to administrate the school, deal with the finances and make sure that the community who elected them, uh, like the taxpayers of our district are basically represented as well in what happens at the school. And the president is also, the president of the college is also on the board of trustees. And the meetings are attended by most other main administration members. Does anybody else have uh, any other questions? All right, so I guess I'll pass things right here to the suggestions that we received through the phone. So just give me a moment with that. All right, so first up here, we have more trips for international students, skiing, bowling, canoe trips, et cetera. Well, in terms of international students, we could do something specifically, the student government could for international students, but that would be a bit more of something for the international student office to address because we try and serve the entire student body, but we have no problem with catering to the international students and giving them something to do. And so if the international student office doesn't have as many events as you would like, you can suggest one to them, but if they don't have enough time to do that or something of that nature, you can suggest those trips or events to the student government. And we would be willing to look at how we could make that happen and it would be something that would be open to all students. And I would also like to mention that in case many of you didn't know, there are also a lot of events that happen on campus just like this that uh, you may not always be as lucky as to have your teacher tell you about. Like if you look on the library website, check the weekly email blast that the administration sends out, a lot of events happen on campus, especially at the Fine and Performing Arts Center, the F building. There's a lot of free shows that happen there, musical shows, there's plays, just a lot of great stuff that happens on campus that you might not even know about. And this semester, specifically into the next year, we're having a lot of events to kind of inform the students and the just general community about Islam and Islamic culture around the world and the diversity that exists within those cultures. And so we have a lot of events going on centered about that, like dances, we had an art piece that was in the gallery over there by many 
Arab, Middle Eastern, and Islamic artists. And so that's another thing that you guys should definitely keep an eye out for and should check out because we received a grant to hold all of these events. And it'll go into the year of uh, 2018, and there's a lot of good stuff ahead. So if uh, one thing before I move on a little bit, does anybody have any comments or questions concerning my answer to this question? All right, and so for the next one, uh, more activities like this for the students. So basically, as I mentioned before, just uh, we're trying our best to have as many events as possible for the students, but our biggest concern and the biggest uh, priority for us is student engagement because we don't exactly want to spend a good amount of money or a lot of time planning something and then students don't attend. And it's at no fault to the students. If you're, you're taking six, 12, some people even 20 credit hours, you're extremely busy. And so one of the best things that you could do is let us know how we can reach you and let you know about these events because student participation is the most important part because we wanna do whatever you guys wanna see whatever the students want to see, what events you want to see, the changes you want to see, that's what we're here for, is to serve you. Our slogan is actually students serving students, and so that's what matters most to us. It's just all about student engagement and knowing that students will benefit from it and will take advantage of those opportunities. Next one that we have is movie nights. That one, it's a pretty easy solution, and it brings us back to the issue of ensuring that we have student participation, that students will attend it, and it's something that we will do just like that and make sure that we you know, go through the correct channels and then we'll make it happen. It's just that we wanna make sure that enough students will attend, and so you could even let us know what ways of reaching out to you work best, whether it would be Facebook page, Twitter, if we made a Snapchat, if it's through your student email, posters, where you check the most. If you want to, you could even submit that on here to let us know what helps you the most. And then if somebody already put where you want to put, you can just hit the up arrow on theirs to let us know that one works more effectively. But movie nights, yeah, it's an easy one. We, if we are expecting a big turnout, it's something that could even potentially be done in the F building. If it's a smaller turnout, we could do a smaller, more kind of movie night mixer type of event in the uh, U building. But also, this is a uh, type of event that we could do it more in your image, you know, what you guys want to see. But some movie nights have also taken place on campus before in the F building. And in the summer months, when it's a little bit warmer out, sometimes they even happen outside. And so, we do also have those, but the student government is very willing and we very much welcome the prospect of hosting our own and trying to make sure that it's exactly what you guys want to see. So uh, before I ask if there's any questions on this, I want to see if... Uh, Uh, I was just going to mention that there's a lot of events that happen in the U building uh, geared for students in like the 11 o'clock to like 1 p.m. 
kind of time range and the student life has their specific own snapchat which is actually really kind of a great way to keep up with what events they have going on they're constantly posting on what's going on what's coming up in the in the U building for the student life department And some of these things, um, they might not be as easy as we might think that they are. I mean, it's certainly something that, that SGA can look into for movie nights, but for, for movies specifically, there's copyright law that we can't just go buy a, 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 a CD and or DVD and stick into a, um, a machine to, to show, to broadcast to students. So we'd have to get the rights for that, which costs $350, $400 sometimes, and you have to get it sent from the the company and things like that. So there is, it's not something that can be happen overnight real quickly. Hey, we want to see this movie. So we then go go rent it and, and show it to everyone. Um, so there's some, some things that come into play like that as well sometimes that, that we have to kind of have the time to think through, make sure that we're following all the applicable laws um, in order to do that. We used to have a, a lot of movies that we showed, um, would show in a, a movie room in the U building. Um, but then we've, we've, gotten rid of that practice because we found out that we can't be doing that even if it's just a small group of students who wanted to do that um, so there are some some things that we have to, to follow for some of that so some things might sound like it's real quick and easy hey I can do this at my home why can't they just do it on a bigger screen over in the U building but because it's open to the public then that there's some some things that we have to um, make sure that we're we're abiding by there thanks Kent and leading into that that's the type of thing where when we run into roadblocks like that, that's our job is to mainly look into it and see if there's an alternative. And then when we have more students involved in the student government, there's also the option of you guys are able to help us find more solutions because you know more minds together can think of more possibilities, more ways to solve problems. Like for example, if there's a movie that people really wanted to see, we didn't have the rights to it, didn't have it in the library, then an alternative could be if students once again would be willing to go, we could have, you know, a trip to the movie theater or something like that. I know some clubs and organizations do that. And so with things like this, we will run into a lot of roadblocks along the way. And so it's all about our willingness to address it and the students' willingness to also give their input and tell us what they think might be able to help us solve those issues. Is there any? Uh well, let's say, for example, um, if we wanted to maybe take a trip downtown to a museum, art museum, or the Field Museum, or something like that, if we had the students, they signed up for it, or we had tickets or something, would we be able to maybe get a bus or something, or is that more of a student life? I mean, I could ensure that the students came. If we just had a bus or something, you know, we could take advantage of that? Uh, I don't, maybe you can't answer that. Maybe uh, Dean Marshall would well, answer that. Uh, I'm sure that Dean Marshall will have some things to add as well, but as far as I know, if we fill out the correct forms, if we have the funds to do it, and as long as it's approved, I do believe that we could do it, and I'll let Dean Marshall correct me if uh, there's anything else. There are just some policies on, we have a field trip form that students would have to, to fill out. Um, we'd have to know ahead of time of what the purpose of it is, how we're going to get there, how we're going to get back, and, and all of that. Is this individual student or the organization? Well, both. We, we have to have information about this is the trip that we're wanting to do, but then we have to have 
um, field trip forms signed by each individual student who's going. It's a liability waiver and making sure they understand what the expectations are um, that we have to have for all of the students as well. Um, but then it's a matter of who's purchasing that bus and going through the proper uh, means to get that, that rented and all that. So everything that seems like it could be something, oh, let's do this tomorrow, or let's do this next week, add about a month to that so that we can make sure that we're following everything that we would need to do. Um, but I, I do know that there are some areas, international student affairs specifically, they take some trips periodically with their students. Um, but again, they're going through all those processes to make sure that they have the funds to do it, that they're filling out the, the paperwork for that, renting the bus in time, and, and everything like that. All right, and so basically, if you guys have, uh, do you have any other questions related to that one? And if not, we'll move on to the next suggestion that we have. All right, so the next suggestion that we have is, uh, so this is one that I've actually seen quite a bit. And I definitely have heard this as feedback from students. I've heard a smoking area. And from what I know, as I, uh, as I said before, after this, Dean Marshall can correct me if I'm wrong, but as I know, I believe that it's banned on a state level, and so I don't believe that even if we got more support that we would be able to make even specific small smoking areas on campus. It's the type of thing that I guess if there was an enormous amount of support for, things could possibly go more in the direction of lobbying the uh, state government and things like that. But that would be a bit more of the under the purview of the political activist club, which is also a club that we do work closely with. But yeah, that's what I think is the general uh, consensus on that. Yeah, so it's the type of thing where it might just be easier to walk off campus and have a smoke because it's the type of thing that, yeah, once again, if enough people support it, you, uh, you know, you could bring it to the political activist club, and, you know, if there's uh, overwhelming support for it. But something like that, it might just be best to, you know, uh, just deal with the inconvenience and things of that nature. So are there any other questions or comments uh, related to this or not related to this? Any suggestions that anyone has? All right, so then uh, I'll move on to the last bit of uh, what we wanted to cover. So you guys gave a lot of great suggestions. And like I mentioned before, I encourage you to uh, if you want, if you're really interested in joining and you want to make sure that uh, things don't get lost in your schedule and that you don't end up forgetting, you can come up to me right after this and give me your email if you very much so want to be involved. And I would further encourage you, well, uh, here, let's see. Uh, I know that I didn't get too many submissions for this, so I got one more. Ah, I'll cover that in just a second. But... Could I just have a show of hands of 
potentially what you might, as students, check the most. If you think that your email is the best way to get a hold of you, can you raise your hand? Okay, if you think that your, uh, if you had liked or followed a student government page on Facebook, would that be better than your email? If so, raise your hand. What about Twitter? Twitter? Snapchat? If that's any easier? All right, so it seems like generally emails are the way to go. Is there, so I think that we're probably gonna stick with the emails, and so it's all about making sure that you guys give us your email so that you can check it. And uh, now I'll address these most recent suggestions. And well, for the donations event, that's definitely something that we've run before and a lot of other events have done, things of that nature. And first, because uh, she's definitely been very involved with student life and the Arab Student Union, and I'm not sure if they've done events like that, but I think they might have, so I'll pass this one to Hannah to give the first word on it. Is the question about donation events? Yeah, okay, so <coughs> uh, based on the clubs that you are involved in, they do various like fundraising events, basically that ra raise funds for your specific club. So as John mentioned, I'm part of the Arab Student Union and we have our own scholarship, which we give out to students um, at the end of the year. So just like today, we were actually had a bake sale and so we got donations from like local businesses and we donated them, they donated them to us and from there we basically were selling them to people as a way to raise funds for our scholarship. Um, so those are the type of events that really happen for donation wise. Um, they're just kind of based off of just raising funds for your specific club or the scholarship attached to your club. So as Hannah said, Many of the donation-centered uh, events are organized about around getting more funds for clubs and basically funding either the, a scholarship they might have or all the events that they have throughout the year. But we are open to the idea of holding other donation events if you want ones for a charity. I know that Phi Theta Kappa does a lot of those. They did one for uh, food drive that's actually, I think, going on still right now. Uh, no, they're actually doing an animal welfare donation right now. So oh, did the food drive finish? Yeah, it finished okay. this past week. So the food drive just finished. They're doing Animal Welfare League. And is there uh, anything you want to give on that to promote it? Um, it's for basically a hallmark. If you're in Phi Theta Kappa, you're supposed to do two hallmar hallmarks a year, a semester, sorry. But if you still wanted to donate it, to it, you're more than welcome to. They're specifically looking for like cat food or dog food. Um, that's really that they're looking for formula for like the baby kittens or the baby puppies. And also, as we I mentioned before, we had the Swapathon event that we did last semester, where basically it it was like a thrift shop but on campus. So we had boxes. We did this with the Go Green Club. They were the main funders of the uh, event. We teamed up with them as well as PTK and the Asian Diversity Club to help them put on this event. And what we did was we had boxes all around campus for about a month or so. 
maybe a little bit longer, and people just donated whatever they're willing to donate, you know, what you would donate to a thrift shop or Goodwill or something like that, things that people didn't have a use for anymore but didn't think it was worth it to sell. And so we held that event, and we had tons of stuff. We had lots of clothing that was uh, clean, good condition, fashionable. We had lots of textbooks that appeared. We also had some kitchen items. To I, we even got like a totally new vegetable chopper that you know I actually ended up deciding to take because it was really nice. There was even a record player that somebody gave. And so you can get tons of great stuff from events like that. And so if that event is also something that you guys would like to see again, it's something that we also have on the horizon with Go Green Club and would love to hold again. But if charity is something that you're also a little bit more interested in, we have the blood drive that is going on later uh, in December. And I'm going to pull up the date real quick so I can give you the exact date. So yeah, the blood drive is going to be held in December, and I believe it's being held on the 6th if I'm not mistaken, and if uh, there will be posters up for that soon, and for that, anyone can show up. We encourage everyone and anyone to donate, and so we hold that annually a semester with LifeSource, and we would also, as I mentioned before, be willing to do other charity-centered events. And so basically, to end things, because I think that uh, your class is probably heading out pretty soon. I will leave you with one more time this link in case there's anything else that I didn't get to talk about that I will still address. So if you uh, have anything else, you can put it there. Or for the next week, put it in our suggestion box, which is located right there. And there's one in the U building on S Street, which is between the U building and the S building. It's that long hallway in between the two buildings. There's also a suggestion box there. If you submit to that, as I mentioned before, you have a chance to win a gift from the bookstore. And I also want to mention that we do have a community SharePoint website. And so you can also check that out. If you get a chance, we'll give, we give updates on student government. There are places where you can hold discussions, where you can talk with other students, where you can plan events, and lots of things like that. And so all you need is just, uh, you just access it by signing into your student email. It's through the Outlook and everything like that. So just go to tinyurl.com slash MVCCSGA. And that's another way to stop by our website. So thank you very much, everybody. And just come up here and let me know if you're interested in student government. If not, you can stop by the U building in the student government office on the second floor. Thanks.